Oh, we're starting now. Mm-hmm. Do we got a title? Do we have an intro or anything? Or we're just like... Rebuttals. Okay, here's one. The ASPCA and a lot of major rescues are constantly putting out the message that it is far better to adopt. I've adopted some great dogs for sure, and it can be a wonderful way to get a good dog. On the other hand, I am very concerned that they do occasionally adopt out dogs that have issues to novice owners who aren't capable of dealing with them. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. But why do people act like if you get a dog from a breeder, it's going to be a perfect dog? That's my thing. Yeah, but, like, also, like, that times 10. hmm But also, that's just an issue with the rescue. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, some rescues do adopt out dogs with issues, but also they might not know the dog has issues, first of all. Yeah. And, like, that's just not a reason to not adopt a dog you know what yeah. I'm saying and like if you're worried about that then freaking call then just like do a little bit more research I don't know yeah if you're worried about a dog with issues do your homework meet meet the dogs and meet it's very like foster a lot of shelters have foster to adopt where you can foster the dog first test mm-hmm. the waters and then if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out and then this one is saying we adopted and we took him home and that's when we realized he had a shit life before this and we should have asked more questions he was scared to come in the house felt threatened by the leash was a major resource guarder and is fearful of tall men I love this dog. However, the adoption people probably should have known that giving me a seven-month pregnant woman an anxious, abused dog without so much as a house check is a bad idea. Oh, my God. He is ten times more trouble than our bull terrier who we purchased from our breeder. Oh, yeah, and he doesn't even have a shred of lab in him. The DNA test came back a quarter staffy and a quarter Tibetan terrier with chances of Great Dane or Greyhound. Okay. People don't know. You want them to pay $100, $200 to do a DNA test? Every puppy? Every dog? I thought Russell was a chihuahua, guys, when I adopted him. I thought he was a I seriously was like, oh, it's going to be a small dog because he looks like a chihuahua. Am I shitting on the rescue? No, because, like, what... what? (laughs) They don't know either. Okay, here's one. (laughs) Read it, read it. Okay, okay. I really don't want Jenny to be fooled into thinking buying a dog is better than rescuing. I showed her pedigree dogs exposed, but she said her aunt's dogs are healthy and tested. I don't think you can test for all the mutations and purebreds, and she takes good care of them. Today, I offered to take her to the shelter to see if they had any poodle mixes, and she refused. I kept trying to explain to her that buying this puppy she's killing a shelter dog. I I mean, if it weren't for me, Porky would have been killed. I looked up some info on poodles, and I also think it's quite cool to have a dog that requires that much grooming. Uh, I mean, yeah. Ooh, people call them greeters. What's that? That's probably normal behavior for a greeter, though. What's a greeter? Greeter. No. A greet, like greedy? Oh, <laughs> I thought you were a creature. 
No, no, no. Oh, okay. Somebody says, if she wants to buy a poodle instead of rescuing, let her. To be honest, you sound like a crazy person. Calm down and respect her decision. While it's nice if someone wants to adopt, there's no shame in buying a dog from a reputable breeder either. Yeah, they're... Sorry. Wait, guys. What? There's multiple of you because of our viewers. Yeah. I just told, you know, why to buy from a breeder. Mm-hmm. You ready? What? Who is it? Who is the... Who posted it? The Spruce Pets. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. You'll get expert breed guidance. A reputable breeder can counsel you on what to expect and help you decide if the breed will be a good match with your family and lifestyle. Good breeders aren't in it to make sale. They will never pressure you into buying a puppy if the breed is not a good fit. So let's go back to the people that we interviewed. Um, I don't think any of them kept in contact with their breeder. Well, yeah, and they already had their heart set on a breed, and then they went to that breeder because they want to breed. I can't imagine any breeder saying, oh, you want one of my puppies? No, it's not a good fit. Sorry. Yeah, and the breeder that we interviewed, we already have acknowledged that like, she was the exception to the rule. She said she would do that, but not like with a breed. I don't know. She said she only had one person that she could tell they like just wanted to breed her puppy. Yeah. But most don't care. Your puppy will be a good example of the breed. Oh my, what does that even have to do? Follow the breed standard, which is the written description of the ideal physical and temperamental characteristics of the breed. Details like coat length, color, height, and weight. What? You'll know your puppy's history, folks. Folks, how many of these people that we interviewed knew their puppy's history as in their family no okay you'll get to meet the puppy's parents you'll know the health background of the puppy's parents your puppy will come with a health guarantee you'll have lifetime access to expert help send me this send me this Good breeders care about their puppies even after they leave their home. A reputable breeder will will encourage you to stay in contact with him or her and offer advice throughout the puppy's lifetime. Really? Where? Send me the link to that breeder, please. They're making very, uh, when was this from? What year? 2019, October. That's like, those are like very general, like, (laughs) these are really toxic generalizations. Good breeders feel responsible for what happens to the puppies they produce. They don't want their puppies ever end up in a shelter. Reputable breeders will almost always take a puppy back for any reason and at any point in the dog's life. (laughs) Wait, have you seen Pedigree Dogs Exposed? No, send it to me. We need to see it. It's a documentary on BBC. Ooh. It rocked the dog world when it claimed to reveal the greatest animal welfare scandal of our time. When did it come out? 2008. Apparently, Middle England was very bothered by this. Mark Evans, chief veterinary advisor at Britain's oldest and biggest and oldest animal welfare charity, the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, ooh, said, we are extremely concerned at the very high levels of disability, deformity, and disease in pedigree dogs. When he watched Crufts, he said he saw a parade of mutants. A parade of mutants. 
Oh my That's god. Funny. Okay, this this is what one of the um breeders said. Um I don't want a bunch of scientists telling me they know more about it, about inbreeding. Mm-hmm. When pressed on the ethics of mother-son mating, he defended it and said it depended on the individual mother and son. Wait, what? He was de- he's a breeder and he was defending inbreeding. Oh. Like he was saying sometimes it depends on the mother and son if if it's going to work out. Oh. Ooh. One of the reasons on this website, the mutt, 10 reasons to buy a dog from a breeder. Yeah. You know the pup hasn't had a troubled life. When adopting oh from a good breeder, uncertainties about the pup's past. You know your puppy hasn't been abused or neglected, resulting in behavioral issues. There are no questions about how it was treated before. With a shelter dog, you often will have no idea about the dog's past. So let's expand on that. A little bit. Go ahead. If you don't mind. Um, I've actually heard that. That's like, that is a common argument. That people yeah, don't want. Yeah, that's everybody's argument. Yeah. Especially yeah. an adult dog from a shelter. Like, Yeah, you have no idea what happened to the dog from birth to six weeks old. And the, these, these websites are making breeders... Like, they're picking the the rarest case scenario. Like I said before, every person that I've spoke most accepts that one dog. Most people that I know who got their dogs from breeders did not meet the parents. They did not go to the facility. They didn't meet the litter mates. The dog got shipped to them. It's never one of these idealistic situations where they're in a breeder's home and they meet the parents and they pick from the litter and they lived in a... Like, the, the breeders cared about socializing them and... That doesn't happen in mo- like. That's not where most people get their dogs from. And yeah, and also even if they do, the information that they're getting is not like the word. Like if you say, "Oh, the dog's parents were calm," the dog's grandparents were calm. That doesn't mean your dog is going to be calm. That's e- not how genetics e- work. And also <laughs> deception. Okay, so. Those two dogs that I'm working with that were um, bought from the same breeder in Canada mm-hmm. that were shipped to the families, they paid an astronomical amount of money for these fancy mix- their, their mixes to be trained. And like the program on the website just talks it up, get a fully trained puppy at four months old, pay all this money. The puppies have severe issues. So like yeah. just they're saying something doesn't mean that they're actually doing it anybody can make their website look fancy okay listen to this someone could walk into a shelter and buy an incredibly active or defensive dog without knowing beforehand a breeder will be able to give you a general description of their dog's temperament and make sure you are a good fit but when does that happen okay but even if it happens even if i'm saying this puppy has a good temperament Okay, listen to this. While shelters typically neuter dogs, breeder, breeders will put in the contract that you must neuter your dog. Whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Read that again. <sighs> While shelters typically neuter dogs, breeders will put in the contract that you must neuter your dog, which would reduce unwanted, irresponsible litters. What are they trying to say? They're saying, like, well, a breeder will put in your contract that you have to neuter your dog, so there's not going to be any unwanted litters. 
but the shelter already 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 does it and no breed and not many breeders do that no no okay listen to this shelters you're gonna get this Shelters can also indirectly support puppy mills, whether it's the breed dumping un- breeder dumping unwanted dogs or their irresponsible customers. That's not, that's literally the breed. How is that the shelter's fault for picking up your fucking trash, bro? Like, <laughs> we're cleaning up after the mess that you created and you're going to say, I'm supporting your dumbass? You're so stupid. Listen, by reducing our need for shelters, we can make it harder for puppy mills to operate. The way we rely on shelters to house unwanted dogs also seems like a poor way to deal with the problem. So what's a better way? Okay, he says, in a perfect world, all dogs would be raised in a proper environment and sold to a suitable owner who can care for them. If something happens and the dog can't be cared for, the breeder will take in slash rehome the dog. I don't see... How this could be achievable using the current shelter system. Why? Because you're they're assuming that if the shelter didn't exist, the breeder would take responsibility. But oh. that's not a thing. No. And then he says, things that won't change my view. Adopted dogs would otherwise live in a shelter forever slash die. This is just perpetuating the cycle. I think there's a net benefit in the long term to buy from breeders. A net benefit. Breeds are unhealthy. Some are, but some are very healthy. No reason someone couldn't breed mixes in a responsible manner as well. <gasps> they want to breed mixes. Well, he says there are many breeds that are healthier than the average mix. Which? Um, I don't know. Oh, Okay. There are poor trends that resulted in unhealthy dogs, but if the consumer stopped buying them, it would be minimal. But yeah, that's what we're. Is he not proving our point right now? Mm-hmm. Breeders are commercial commercial enterprises with only limited reasons to do anything other than follow the trends. And then he says. But that's more or less a part of the definition of an irresponsible breeder. Breeders following trends, breeding healthy traits out, are not responsible. Are not responsible? Yeah, okay. breeders who follow the trend and breed healthy traits out are not responsible. Yeah, but, but okay, but then your dog isn't going to be... Like, the whole reason that the breeds exist is because of the standards. I don't get it. I really don't get it. I'm just confused now. Ooh, ooh. What? Mixed breed dogs might develop new health issues. Certain breeds are prone to certain health issues, and sometimes this can be avoided by adopting a mixed breed dog. Other times, a mixed breed dog will just develop different health issues or the health issues it's inherited from its purebred parents of two different breeds. For example, a dachshund pit bull might have back issues because of its long, stocky body. Because of the fact that it's mixed with a dachshund? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's talk. Okay, I know we talked a little bit about this in the other episode, but let's talk about it again. Do it. A healthy species have a lot 
of genetic diversity. When you keep breeding the same thing over and over and over and over again, even if you're breeding out the quote unhealthy traits, so say labs have hip dysplasia, you're breeding the labs that don't have hip dysplasia together, guess what? You're still, you're still narrowing the gene pool, bro. Which is going to create more health. Which is going to, which is, which is, yes. Yes. You need to have different, different traits. So yeah, your dachshund pit bull mix is going to be healthier than just the plain old dachshund because guess what? The pit bull mix is going to counteract the fucking long ass hot dog of the dachshund. Mm -hmm. Idiot. Okay, listen to this. Why would I go through a breeder? Well, I have a really simple answer for that. I got my husky puppy at eight weeks. First, huskies are overbred. So while I could adopt one from a shelter, I don't know what his genetics would look like. That's a huge problem. Specifically because hip and eye issues are a major factor. By going through a breeder, I have the hip and eye tests five generations back. Really? I can also interrogate that he hasn't been inbred and that his genetic line is solid. I have a health guarantee for a breed that I know has some serious health issues. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't want a health guarantee. I just don't want my dog to not die. Wait, she said that? No, I'm saying that. Like, I don't care if I'm buying a pug, but the breeder's going to guarantee it. Well, I'm going to get my money back if my pug dies. I don't want my dog to die. Yeah. Okay, and then he said, but more importantly to me, I wanted a puppy, an eight-week-old puppy. That's not something you're going to find in a shelter that often. Was it because I wanted something cute? If you think husky puppies are cute, you're fucking crazy. My husband will have permanent scars on his arms from being chewed to death. They are obstinate, disobedient. What? So that's a management issue on your end. Um... They're obstinate, disobedient, rough, aloof, disrespectful, destructive, and beautiful. I mean, to look at, cute as a button. To live with, actual nightmare. Okay. But here's the thing. At the puppy stage, I can break their worst habits. I can, through endless repetition and constant presence and feedback, turn that reckless, disrespectful puppy into a good, well-mannered dog. But if I'm grabbing a husky from a shelter, I'm going to have to guess that they didn't do the kind of work I'm ready to put in. Which means I get the puppy version, except that they have all their bad habits ingrained and they are far less teachable. Never mind, they are twice the size. So I have to do twice the work, which was a considerable amount in the first place to establish peace and order. I want a fresh start. I want a clean slate. So I went through a breeder and bought a puppy. See, that's that's exactly what people. Yeah, that is just, again, just a total. That's just not true. Like. And why do I need a husky? Because I live in a very particular lifestyle. My husband needs a dog that can cut trail. My husband needed a dog that can withstand bitter cold temperatures and never be exhausted. I don't know. Carry provisions and loads either on his back or on a sled and occasionally help to pull their collective weight on complicated trails. I can't just walk into a shelter and find those characteristics. That's pretty specific. And you can't know just looking at a dog that they have those traits. Shelters chronically misattribute breed not their fault they're making their best guess but i could end up with just about everything so in short i went to breeder because i needed a working dog with specific capacity i wanted the health guarantee i was prepared to put in the work for a dog with a terrible temperament left untrained and i wanted to start from square one to make sure i could raise that dog right and have a calm peaceful animal okay um there's like a lot of issues with 
I'd that? like to see the breeder's health guarantee because if any breeder is guaranteeing anything. Well, it's defi- very easy to give you back your 1500 if your dog No, I dies. mean, like, I guarantee that your dog will be healthy. Yeah, that's true. Meaning that there's no genetic mutations that you have no control over? Really? Okay. Um, and again, this is... this. You need a specific breed to do this specific work. Okay, let's just say you believe that. Um, why can't you go into the shelter and again do your homework and meet a bunch of dogs in different places? Yeah, like I just. And also, like, sorry, I know a lot of people are like this, but like, if you want a dog to do all those certain things, why don't you just get a robot? Yeah. And also, like you're you're lying though. <laughs> like, yeah. Like you're definitely. Maybe you're gonna do that one time. <laughs> you live in Alaska. And yeah, you have she a sled dog. Didn't say that. Because, like, really, really. Yeah, and really? like, fuck you! Don't be doing all of that. Yeah, like you're literally creating a life to serve you. Oh, a servant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Sarah and I disagree about service dogs, but we do. I think we both can agree that creating life to serve is problematic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a difference between rescuing a dog that otherwise was gonna have no purpose. I mean, that's why we disagree. But whatever. You're bre- you're you're creating a life too. And that just is literally for self. Like that's just like what you're doing that for fun as a hobby. Bought a doll a sled for you for what? For funsies? To look cool? <laughs> what okay listen to this one point two shelters aren't overcrowded dogs aren't dying because of breeders they just aren't breeders are an easy scapegoat for what is a very complicated set of problems but the pet overpopulation crisis and yes i do see it as a crisis okay same is a really complicated knot with a lot of strings first you have a problem of geographical distribution there are areas where free roaming feral dogs litter the landscape okay talking about going with this these places okay uh new rochelle new york doesn't have this problem new mexico does lack of funding to transport available pets to distribute them to places where they could be adopted is a huge factor Uh, he's telling me you can't find a dog to adopt in new rochelle he's telling yeah and like weren't you there yesterday (laughs) yeah like because there's okay so you're saying not all the dogs in shelters are from breeders. They're from other places. So breeders clearly aren't the issue. Um, no. Breeders clearly are the issue. Because those dogs are going to be there. Breeders are making more of them on purpose, bro. Yeah. No, I can't. Okay, listen. 
Then you have breed discrimination. There are breeds that are adopted in the blink of an eye. Pitbulls are put down by the thousands. Sometimes that's because you can't legally own one. Sometimes that's because we've created hysteria. Not all dogs make great family pets. This is just a fact. Weirdly enough, pitbulls do, but that's beside the point. Most people shouldn't own a husky. A lot of people buy them because they are beautiful. They just ignore the nightmare part. They don't train them and then end up neurotic, untrained shelter messes. Okay, so but so you acknowledge... So where's that husky coming from? The street in LA where it's disfigured? Really? No, that no. He's from- saying he's saying that sh- that huskies that end up in shelters still. Go- okay, I see his point. He's saying if you have a purebred dog that ends up in a shelter, it's still going to get adopted. It says yellow labs adopted at alarming rates. Black labs tougher time. All of these factors make shelters have a hard time selling what they've got. Okay, so he's saying even if Joe Breeder like, dumps his whole litter at a shelter, they're going to get adopted. Yeah, okay. So the issue, so he's saying, like, the issue isn't breeders. Okay, that's an interesting argument. You see what I'm saying? No, I don't get it. Okay, he's saying that, um... Oh, just people prefer purebreds anyway, is what he's saying? Yeah, like, a purebred is not going to end up euthanized in a shelter. Because yeah. people are going to so, want a purebred. Yeah. It's society's preference is the issue. But but if you're going to get a dog and there's only, and there's no huskies available at the shelter, then you're probably going to get another dog at the shelter. Or, but. Right? Yeah, but, okay, if someone still prefers a purebred dog and we lead them to a breed-specific rescue, or you wait two years on a waiting list to get a golden doodle puppy, you're still not supporting a breeder who's making more of them. Breeders are making more of something that's already overpopulated. If you're like getting a leftover one in a shelter that nobody wanted, you like, that's still better than going to a breeder and buying one. Yeah, but he's saying that the the reason that shelters are overcrowded isn't because of the dogs that came from breeders because they get adopted anyway. He's saying like the dogs that end up in shelters are from not yeah. And then it's <laughs> you're failing to see that people are just really obsessed with breed, I guess. It's like I yeah, guess his I, point I, is like the core issue. Yeah. I think he's saying like if somebody wants a husky, then they're going to get a husky. And like, so he's saying that that person will wait for a husky to show up in a shelter, right? Yeah. But, and that person is never going to adopt a pit bull. They'd rather not, they'd rather have no dog than not have a purebred. Okay. So is that, I mean, yeah, I guess that's. It from it, a shelter. No, no, no. He's saying. <laughs> Are you like not? Like, no, like I don't get his point. I don't get his point. His he's point is. On purebreds. He's saying that breeders, dogs are always going to have a home. Yeah. So why are we coming at them if they, if the dogs are getting adopted anyway? He's saying that. A shelter for the disfigured dogs in LA that he's talking about. 
because well, if I it think he dumps his litter of puppies that are going to get a home anyway, then that just took up two kennels at a place that's going to take a dog that's going to be euthanized and killed. Okay, that's true. I like mm-hmm. that. It's taking homes. Every time you breed a dog, you're taking home a home away from a dog in a shelter. You're taking up space. But he's it's saying... Un- oh, my God. No, oh but he's God. saying that, that that person wouldn't get a dog but for it being a purebred. Okay. I think. But that's one argument. So then it's like, well, it doesn't matter if if the shelter was empty of, of dogs from breeders. He's saying, well, there would still be the same amount of dogs in shelters because people who want purebreds aren't going to, like, they'd rather have no dog. Okay. Which I don't think is true. I don't think that's true either. I think if you couldn't, I think if breeders weren't a thing, I think people would still want dogs and I think they would go to shelters. Yeah. Maybe we could do a survey. Yeah, I think, yeah, maybe there's like a handful of people. Yeah, there's definitely a percent that only want a purebred. But I think most people say I want a golden retriever and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I can't find one. I'll get some, you know, like, I feel like. Yeah, and I think if we got rid of, if they knew they weren't going to get a golden retriever, let's say tomorrow the government was like, all the golden retrievers are gone because we like used them for something. I don't know. I think the people who wanted a golden retriever might start going to shelters and being like, let's just see if we like any of them. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I don't think. I think if you want, if you're going to get a purebred from a shelter, you obviously understand. So you would get a different type of dog, too. Yeah. Okay, and then he's saying that shelters are to blame for overpopulation. You want to know how? Yeah. They are so afraid they'll give an animal to the, quote, wrong home. They'll often kill adoptable animals because the people who are interested in them don't pass the test. This has happened to me personally. Okay, I'm sorry. Nobody's killing a dog that somebody wants to adopt just because they don't have a fencing yard. He's talking about the most extreme. Oh, my God. This happened to him, bro. Listen. I was turned down. What? He elaborates? Yeah. I was turned down by a shelter for my second dog because I didn't have a fenced backyard and I quote, didn't understand the exercise needs of the breed. Never mind I had fully exercised a fully exercised husky at home, a dog that needs at least an hour of running a day, and cl- and never mind we did at least 15 to 20 miles worth of hiking in the mountains every week. I just clearly didn't understand the exercise needs of the animal. People won't adopt to you if you say you want an outdoor cat. They won't adopt you if they say the dog isn't good with kids and you have kids. Yeah. (laughs) Shelters feel that once they take in the animal, they are the gatekeepers for who gets that animal next. If you don't pass the test, well, sucks to be you. Yes. I mean, first of all, yeah. Second of all, what do you think a breeder's doing when you're, quote, saying that they're going to say it's not the right fit? Yes. <laughs> and oh my God, okay, he says he said 
It is simply more complicated than adopt, don't shop. You want to know how? Yeah, how? Go. Adopting is great. I've done it. I've adopted through a shelter and through a friend. I've fostered and adopted out so many dogs. Really? How many? I am for it, but I am never, never going to adopt a husky. I am going through a breeder to get a husky, and that's the end of the story. Adopting is is right for a lot of people. People forget that going through a breeder is hard in all caps. You have to wait for months and months and pay anywhere between $800 and $3,000. That's not an option for most people. What? Uh, Okay, so how come? Then how come most people have... Okay. So here's my thesis statement. The problem of pet overpopulation is complicated with a lot of factors. Geography, shelter, policy, breed discrimination, the need for cute puppies you aren't prepared for, and fashion statement dogs all play a role. Pinning the whole thing on breeders and people who want to get through a breeder dramatically misrepresents and undercomplicates this huge and important question. There are a lot of good reasons to go to a breeder. There are a lot of good reasons to adopt. Every home should make its own decision, and the larger problem of pet population is too complicated to blame a specific source. Uh, okay, but... No, I think they're, like, they're just really missing the issue. And the, I, they don't understand how the action of breeding a dog directly impacts... Yeah the pet overpopulation crisis. It's not as complicated as they're making it. You're producing more of something that there is already a surplus of. It is not mm-hmm. that difficult. You have your little family, right? Who wants a dog. You, they see an ad in the paper for a golden retriever puppy. They're gonna go get that golden retriever, golden retriever puppy. They don't see an ad in the paper for a golden retriever puppy. They might go to their shelter and adopt a puppy, and then you like, like, like. Mm-hmm. It's literally directly, it it's directly related. Like, yeah, you take home away from a dog in a shelter. That mm-hmm. family could have adopted someone. Yeah, and if they and then, and if they wouldn't. Like, if they are only going to get a purebred dog from a breeder, then maybe they shouldn't have a dog in the first place. Yeah, but, I mean... Well, his, I think because I think he's going to be like... <laughs> like, let's pretend here. I think he would <laughs> be we... like... What? Let's interview him. You want to invite him on? Yeah. <laughs> um... Nice. No, he's going to say, like, well, somebody who's going to buy that golden retriever puppy wouldn't go to the shelter anyway. Okay, well, if they if, if that's really, really true, then, like, okay, you really want them to have a dog from a breeder either? Like, I don't know. Yeah, but people, people yeah, but that that's, people don't care, like. Yeah, well, you know, he's claiming he cares, so I think he would care about that. You would think, you know. And like, Sarah and I are doing um, pet rescue right now, and we are looking for adopted, adoptable, not adoptable, for adoptees. No, for adopters. (laughs) Yeah, and if that adopter 
chose to go to a breeder, then your dog is shit out of luck. Okay, yeah. And, and now you are stuck with her and can't take in another dog because that person mm-hmm. chose to go to a breeder. Yeah, and like, you know, and people will often say like, okay, well, they wouldn't want, you know, that dog anyway because she's not hypoallergenic, whatever. But if those things weren't options, then it would be a different, you know? No. If a golden doodle, hypoallergenic boodle, whatever, mm-hmm. wasn't a thing, then I think people would be more likely to consider, you know, the dog we yeah. have. Yeah. And this is just, you know, just how people view animals in general just fucking sucks. Like, but good luck with us convincing everybody of that. Like, well, and to his point about like rescues or whatever, uh, you know, being picky, do you want to share like our most recent experience? Or should we not? No, share it. Okay. So we have somebody who's interested in our foster dog right now. Um, and we're kind of trying to decide how to go about it. Because it doesn't seem like she would be a good match. So the shelter has to balance, like, do we risk it and, you know, give it a shot here with this person who doesn't look like it's going to be a really good match? And that's going to affect the person. That's going to affect the dog. That's going to affect you. Or do we save everybody some time and say, this isn't going to work out? Yeah. And whoever wrote that is just really selfish and thinks that he deserves any dog that he wants and that no shelter has the right to tell him no. No. There's definitely a reason they said no to you. Like, I agree. Yeah. Like, having hard and fast rules for everybody and not bending. And yeah, if the, if you know, the shelter for every dog, you need a fenced in yard, no matter who you are. Yeah. I disagree with that, but like, that's you, that's not the case. The person said, Oh, if you, if you, if the dog doesn't want kids, it won't get adopted into a kid home. Do you want your kids to get bitten? You, you they have rules for yeah. a reason. Like you can't just, no. You sound like a selfish asshole. I deserve this dog. No, he probably the fucking shelter probably saw that you were an asshole. Didn't want to say. <laughs> yeah, they Come probably on. used your your uh, fence as an excuse. Yeah, like there are maybe you know for a super fearful dog, there's definitely situations where the dog needs a fenced in yard. There are, like. So, I, you're just a fucking asshole, bro. I know. Interview him. All right, listen. She says, what is, quote, ethical breeding? How is it even possible to breed animals without creating copious numbers of offspring? So without is, what? Without uh, creating copious numbers of offspring. Okay. okay. 
slowly, carefully, with a waiting list three times the expected number of puppies. I already played my husky card, so let's go with that. Let's say I have two fertile husky females. Phenomenal hips and eyes. Both age- like- what? I hate how the- these fucking people talk. <laughs> like, they talk like who the hell they are. Fertile husky. Really? Like, you had to say all that? Sorry. Well, going. this is a hypothetical. Let's say I have two fertile husky females. Okay, but why he have to say all that? Okay, whatever. Yeah, and you know what else I don't like? And I know it's like not you know derogatory but why do they have to call the female like the female breeding dogs bitches i know i just don't i just think i just think you could say female dog or come up with another word for it like yeah the the dads are called sires so if you want to be fancy call the mom madam I think I just I find that so like disgusting and I know it's not like a negative thing I just think it's really like can you imagine saying like you're treating it you're talking about the dog as if it's an object like why are you calling it that yeah and I get okay before it was a a derogatory word it meant female dog but like whatever okay sorry anyway both excellent animals i'm going to breed each female for three seasons once a year so to speak for three years with males from a different breeder who has no biological links to my females his males have the same good genealogy before i breed question mark i'm going to have a waiting list of 20 strong i'm not going to have 20 puppies in a single litter not even close but I'm going to have $200 deposits down on possible litters. You can put down your money. You can either get your money back if you don't get a pup or slide your deposit onto the next litter. I might keep a female pup to breed later to a different place with equally perfect genetics if I want to keep going. Either way, you either get a puppy or your money back. If you're me, you're going to get the genealogy on both parents as far back as they have it. You're going to be you're going to be mandated into meeting the dogs, pouring the facilities, getting an in-depth lecture on what they eat and how they are socialized and everything about their care and their behavior before you leave. And you'll have to do this at least twice before I let you take a puppy home. If you're let me, you're going to get weekly. If you're me, you're going to get weekly photos of your puppy, health updates, complete medical records, microchipping, and everything else. I was made to sign a contract that if I didn't spay and neuter my dog, I had to forfeit him. I was made to sign another contract that if for whatever reason, I had to give up my dog. He went back to the breeder and not a shelter. I was emailed regularly during his yearly, early years to see how he was doing, if he had health problems, if he was temperamentally as expected, if he was sickly, if his hips were bad, if something went wrong. I could exchange him for a different dog at my choosing. Which means I didn't have to do that, but if I wanted to show him, and I didn't, and he was not living up to what I paid, well, I had recourse. That wasn't what I was after, so it wasn't a thing. I was interviewed for several hours on the phone before I was even allowed to put a deposit down. Oh, but a shelter can't ask if you're if you have kids when the dog bites children. So it's perfectly a okay when a breeder makes you sit on the phone for hours, but it's not okay when the adoption application takes more than twenty minutes. That's how you ethically breed. You vet every person who wants a pup. You make them invest both time and money and interest in their well-being. You contractually obligate them to do the best practices 
and you mandate that your pups never go to a shelter. You keep track. You do your best to make sure people are listening. You scare away any assholes. People can and will thwart those efforts, but they have to put in some work to do it. You make it hard for anyone to do anything else but be a good dog owner. Then you sell them the dog. Then and only then. That's what ethical breeding looks like. But this is just a really deep issue of how people view animals. Yeah, and and you you realize that you just said the same thing. You 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 make sure that it's impossible to be a bad dog owner, and then and only then will they get the dog. Okay, but a shelter can't ask for a vet reference. God forbid the shelter ask for a vet reference. Like, <laughs> it's like, do you think that you don't have to do hard work because a shelter dog isn't as good? As a purebred dog or something? Oh, maybe. That's what it is. Oh, listen to this one. Oh, God. Please define dog lovers. I own an English bulldog obtained from a breeder. They're one of the breeds often cited for health problems, like breathing issues. The extent of her breathing problems are snoring. She's also prone to flatulence. Is it your contention that all breeder dogs are unhealthy? If you've obtained your dog from a pet store, chances are that it was through a puppy mill and they will have problems. If you've legitimately gone to a breeder, then they will have a full pedigree and be able to show all the ancestors health problems. You have the ability to know what problems are likely from that. On the contrary, shelter dogs are not instantly healthy on the basis of being a mutt. Oh my god. You don't have a pedigree the majority of the time, so you have to you have no idea what health problems they will develop. I think your health argument is completely bogus. I also want to address one more thing. Even though I have a breeder dog, I've donated multiple times to my local shelter, both with money and dog toys. Okay, do you wanna like a medal? A trophy? <laughs> I think they want one. Okay. This this person is good. She said I also think it's crap to say you don't know what kind of problem shelter dogs will develop. Same goes for purebred dogs. Animals develop health problems and it's normal. If you think a medical history of an animal's parents is going to give you some amazing predictive power, then you're underestimating the contribution of non-genetic factors in the development of disease. Honestly, you sound defensive because my original post puts into question your love for dogs. (laughs) Oh my God. See, this is what we should have done for the beginning. Instead of asking people for their opinion, we should have just read these. Yeah. Here, I'll read it in a different voice. It isn't just about wanting dogs to look a certain way or have pedigree. Dogs have varying abilities and temperaments that matter a lot to some people. Purebred dogs will more reliably have traits that a person may require or desire for various reasons. This includes but isn't limited to working dogs. Someone who wants that active, friendly, family-type dog will find a golden lab or collie from a breeder is a more sure fit for them than taking a chance on a dog from a shelter. A breeder can also tell them about the puppies they have available, which ones are more energetic, mellow, affectionate, curious, etc. Unfortunately, shelters don't even know how much about their dog, even what breeds they are. Okay. (laughs) You also get a lower risk of health issues. Not all mixes avoid genetic issues since some issues are common to multiple breeds. However, a breeder, if they're a good one, will have worked to eliminate genetic issues and will tell you what you can expect if some things are still a risk or just guaranteed to happen with the breed eventually. 
You just said it right there. Guaranteed to happen with the breed eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. Oh, listen, listen. Only purebreds can be helpful to humans, bro. Really? Really, bro? Yeah. Who said that? It says, give me bro. Give me his, you want his name? Yeah, what his name is? Haven Keld. Mm-hmm. Purebred breeders are also important for developing and maintaining abilities of these breeds, which are particularly useful to humans. This means guide, therapy, and other service dogs, farm and hunting dogs, police and military dogs, etc., etc. Oh, God. So it's just oh. all about what a dog could do for you. Yeah, and listen to this. Personally, I have a shelter dog that I got as a pup, but that's because I know dogs She's well enough to understand. <laughs> what? She's like defending herself. Like, personally, I have no, one, but. It gets worse. It gets worse. Okay. I know dogs well enough to understand that I can deal with a sort of mystery bag of dog quirks, especially a 15 pound one. That does help. I got lucky, and he's a great dog, but he has certain limitations that would be an issue for some people. Like Sarah, what? Tell me if some. Tell me if any of your customers with the purebreds have these issues. Okay. Okay. He's very sound sensitive, and some places he's just not okay with being. So I can't take him everywhere, and sometimes our walks are cut short by random loud noises, like construction work or whatever. Okay. I couldn't have known this just from meeting him at the shelter, and nobody told me about it. Purebred dogs could have this issue as well, but some breeds are much less likely to. If I'd gotten a purebred lab, for example, he'd likely be indifferent to most noisy environments that scare my dog. (laughs) Oh, fuck. The original poster said, I can see I overlooked many practical reasons to buy purebred. Thank you. Someone's buying one now. Yeah, listen. These are all super great points. I'd like to add on that by knowing a dog's genetics better, you're able to find hypoallergenic dogs. Okay. Give me another one. All right. Have you read the American Kennel Club statement about responsible breeding? Every dog is the best dog in the world to its owner. Responsible breeders, however, know to avoid kennel blindness. In other words, they take a step back and honestly evaluate the good and bad points of their dogs before making the decision to breed. The goal of breeding, after all, is to produce a better dog and a quality pet. Okay. If you're breeding from a dog lineage that is known for being um, unstable, you may want to know that. I had a standard poodle growing up that was incredibly unstable. Turns out her parents were also unstable and came from a line of unstable dogs. We ended up having to give her (laughs) up to a rescue program because she bit me in the face. If there hadn't been that rescue program, we would have had to put her down. If we had known her family passed before we got her, we may have thought twice before being around small children. Um, or you can just not put dogs in situations, bro. The question is, why are some traits so important for humans that we essentially practice eugenics on our furry friends? You ready? This sounds like you. Because I asked APSO. Because what? Alasa APSO. Alasa APSO. See? That's you. Um, because you just Peruvia Inca orchid. Anyway. Peru... You got a problem with a Peruvian and goat orchid. Yeah, they're ugly. Don't talk about them. I'm looking it up right now because I forgot what they look like. I've only seen one in real life once. Yeah, they're ugly, Sarah. Whatever. Actually, without the ears cropped, it actually looks kind of... Oh, never mind. Ew. 
Okay. Anyway, what? How do I say that? Iapsa. Lassa apsa. Yeah, may not be the best breed for a hunting dog, but it also may not be the best around children. What you want out of a dog is important to what dog you get, and some breeds have basically excelled at some traits, but not at others. Oh my God! Listen to this. I will only rescue dogs personally. That was the statement. He says, that's a noble goal, but sometimes you may not have the time to honestly deal with a rescue dog's baggage. Sometimes you may not want to risk it, say if you have kids, and sometimes you want to raise one from a puppy on up. In the end, you have to remember, though, that dogs are going to come from somewhere. Uh, and if all were spayed and neutered, then you may have a problem for the future of the species. Um, again, this just goes back to our original statement, bro. Which was? (laughs) (laughs) That, like, I forgot what we said. What was that? What did you do when you pay attention? um, Damn. No, I forget because I had a thought in my head. (laughs) Baggage, bro. Oh, the future of the species. Oh, yeah. We're not even there yet, bro. (laughs) We're not even remotely there yet, bro. So stop talking about it, okay? (laughs) Like, Okay, listen. These reasons seem to be a little more respectable, in my opinion, than the urge to be able to fit a dog in a purse. Then the response is, well, remember, even those dogs were mostly bred for other reasons than we see today. Lassa Apso was a guard dog. You think this little shitty thing to be a guard dog? That, that was... Oh, my God. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. It's oh this fuzzy God. one, right? Yeah, they're the fuzzy one. Not fuzzy. <laughs> it looks like a... Like a... Like a mop, but like a smooth yeah. mop. Mm-hmm. You're telling me this was a guard dog? I think so. How? How? No, how? That's what it says. Okay. Chihuahua was bred to be a food resource when food was scarce. What? What? Is that true? What? What was it? Uh, it says that it was used when food resources were scarce. I don't get it. Like, people ate Like, they bred them for food. Yeah. I'm, like, looking it up. Apparently. Yeah. Damn. Did you know that? I didn't know that, bro. Chihuahuas are descendants of an ancient dog called the Tichiti dog. Tekachi dog. The ancestors of the Tuawa were originally bred for various purposes, such as companionship, blah, 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 and food. Damn. 10% of meat consumption of the ancient Mayas came from belo- our beloved dog. Okay, anyway. Terriers were for hunting rodents. Basically, many of these purposes are gone, th- though, so they are bred for different reasons. So you see things like the Labradoodle coming onto the scene that are bred for different reasons than, say, war guarding dogs for the poodle and duck hunting for the Labrador. We still hunting with, we still fucking doing that? To be fair, though, plenty of dogs were bred for specific purposes, and there is a reason police, military, tend to use Doberman, German Shepherd, etc. 
For one thing, they are big enough to intimidate people. For another, they are smart and loyal and love to please and live to please. Chitsus are not. Chitsus are not really loyal. They're not terribly bright. They're not terribly interested in pleasing their owner, etc. That's pretty mean. Oh, she has a Doberman purchased from a breeder and a Shih Tzu Poodle Mix, also from a breeder. The main reason I have a Shih Poo. A Shih Poo. A Shih Poo. <laughs> a Shih. S-H-I-H. A Shih Poo. Oh. The main reason I have a Shih Poo is because it's really tough to find small, fluffy, black dogs. Oh, see? Maybe this is something we could we could work into our argument. You know how this this says, it's like, why buy a new car when you can get the same one used? Well, there's something to be said for knowing it's brand new, choosing the features you want. I would say buying a new car is one of the dumbest things you could ever do. Buying a who? A new car. Yeah. For sure. They're trying to compare it they're saying like whoa you want a new car because it's like new no that is so stupid if you want to flush your money down the toilet you should buy a new car but i didn't know that like dogs are objects like a car that's true okay then you know what we need to do next what we have to we have to talk about how having children is sort of like breeding people not sort of like it is so yeah so so we should also be against having kids by our logic yes (laughs) okay but i think that um that argument that that guy was saying actually makes sense here a lot of people if they can't have their own kid they're not going to have a kid. They're not going to adopt anyway. So let them have their own kid to take care of. I guess that's what the guy is saying. Mm. Like a lot of people just wouldn't adopt a kid. But a lot of people would, but for getting pregnant. I know a couple of people who were like on adoption waiting list, like they were getting the next kid. And then they got pregnant, so they didn't adopt. Like, if you really want a family, you will adopt. Yeah. Like, let's say there's a problem with the egg, with the sperm, whatever, you literally can't get pregnant. If you really want a family, then that person would adopt. Yeah, but I, yeah. Yeah, but I think, all right, we'll just talk about it anyways. Yeah, we're we're gonna. This is gonna be coming up like a preview. Yeah. Um. Sarah, Sarah. What? Listen to this one. What? The last thing we'd want is a pet that absolutely needs our attention. When we have, when we all have work and school, it would be so much better to have a pet that's hardwired to be content to be alone with a quiet house for those periods. Wait. Did they really write that out and really thought that made sense? surprised potato from reddit if my family were to buy a pet we'd probably buy a purebred one the main reason is not its physical appearance but its psychology the external appearance is not the only difference between different breeds of dog or cat some are easier or harder to train better or worse with children more or less protective more or less sociable 
Each of these traits is more or less important, more or less suitable to a given situation. With a purebred, you have a much better idea of what you're getting in that respect. With a crossbred, we could be more confident the pet would be a good fit into our home. The last thing we'd want is a pet that absolutely needs our attention when, all, when we all have work and school. It would be so much better to have a pet that's hardwired to be content to be alone with a quiet house for those periods. Okay, yeah, that person could just go fuck themselves. <laughs> no, it's just, just you're selfish. You're selfish. And you have no understanding of genetics. And I, just mm-hmm. like how that other good person commented, you have no understanding of how the environment also shapes behavior and health. Absolutely zilch. And you think that any dog is hardwired to be alone all day while you're at work you're wrong you're wrong and your perception of dog ownership is wrong so just don't get one thanks yeah yeah and and there's something to be said about like you don't see cat breeders not as much yeah so if it's true that you know, an animal from a shelter is going to be damaged good. How come it's the case that most cat owners are, like, perfectly chilling with their their cat from the shelter? Because you know why? Because you don't bring your cat out and about with you to show it off to everybody. Ooh. You like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. You get a cat. So so do you acknowledge that cat people are better now? <laughs> mm-hmm. Good for thought. But yeah. For some I, reason, we have this idea that dogs messed up if they're not, like... Yeah. I thought that most people rescue dogs because that's what I was around. But, like... Mm-hmm. Now that I'm around like a completely different crowd, most people don't. And it really is just such a different mindset, you know, and it is a selfish mindset. And like these people who buy dogs, no, they're not pieces of shit. They're, they're very nice. But at the end of the day, why did they get their dog? Because it's cute. Because they want their neighbors have one and they thought it was cute. Because they just want a, quote, good family dog. Like, all of those mm-hmm. selfish reasons. Why did I get a dog? Because I, I, I took one to an adoption event and I fell in love with him and I wanted to give him a good home. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a different, it's a different mindset. Like, the people who rescue dogs and end up with five dogs, it's because they love them and they want them to give, they want to give them a good home. It's not because they're necessarily being a dog out because it's fucking cute like yeah a great book called wag by i forget who todd yeah and she said like something like when when they a study like you ask people like why did they get their dog or whatever and people pretty much like everyone said oh it was cute it was cute it was cute like nothing about you know the qualities that you look for in a dog and that's what sarah and i said last time like if you want a golden retriever, write down the qualities that you want in a dog and then look for that dog, you know? Yeah. And like, we need to make that little worksheet. We do. Yeah, we do. And like, 
don't I don't know like I don't know just educate yourself <laughs> on like people aren't gonna do that. <laughs> like just I don't know we'll put some resources on our page yeah but like what did you oh you recently asked the client why they got a, their dog and they said something like well, the ones, oh, 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 I know who you're talking about. It's like random breeds. Like, why did you decide on this breed? Because it's so random. You're like, oh, we, we just thought he was cute. We wanted a, a black and brown dog. Oh, yeah. So would people rather have an, ag- they would. They'd rather have an aggressive, small, fluffy b- black dog than a cuddly, gentle pit bull. They would. That's crazy. Yep. And on that note, maybe we should end.